This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Kyle Dotson. And Kyle joining us today in the guest co-host chair. This woman nailed it the last time. Mm -hmm. She killed it. Everyone, so many emails and texts and posts about how great she was behind the mic, but also she brought one of my favorite topics of all time. Yeah, everyone's jealous that they didn't think of it. Everyone topic. is jealous of, that they didn't think of it, including me. It's, uh, it's, um, the topic was goodwill hunting. And uh, when, she, when she emailed that to me, I remember I was like, goodwill hunting, what is that? And then, she, and then it was so simple. It's so simple, but so perfect. And uh, Just like me. Just like you. And uh, that voice is, of course, our old friend, Amy Lehman. Amy, how are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Not that old. <laughs> Younger than me. <laughs> but very friendly. I don't know. Mm. See, you're younger. Yeah. We just showed our ages with <laughs> fingers. Not that I, 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 I've said my I got age. I a finger. <laughs> Before we get started there, let's throw it to the booth. Let's hear a little bit about Shure Microphones, the SM7B. And let's hear about that from our friends in the booth, West Anthony, with a little help from Steve-O Dockerson. This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Shure, the company behind some of the world's most iconic microphones, earphones, and audio products, including the legendary SM7B mic that we use to record Rock Solid. The SM7B offers perfect response for music and speech in all professional audio applications. Used to record Michael Jackson's Thriller album, engineers and artists continue to choose the SM7B for warm and rich vocals. And it also shines on just about anything you put through it, such as guitar, bass, kick drum, horns, and even as a hi-hat mic. For 93 years, Shure has been the go-to company for roadworthy superior sound. Every member of the Rock Solid Podcast is proud to use the SM7B microphone because we care about bringing our listeners the best sound possible. All right, big round of applause to West Anthony and Steve O'Dockerson in the booth. Thank you, guys. We are not doing we are not doing Goodwill Hunting today, but maybe in the future, I would like to have you back and do that again. Damn straight. All right, I want so, to go back to Goodwill and spend some more money. Now, there's a there's someone who's not a stranger just, at the table. She she was here before also, but she's not on mic. She's just she's headphoning it. She's drinking a coffee and a Diet Coke and a water and reading a book and texting and she's doing a whole bunch of multitasking. <laughs> tell us, tell us your friend's name again. Vanessa. Vanessa. And just no last name. She's like Cher or Madonna. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just Vanessa. Vanessa. Is there a nickname for Vanessa? Van. Sure. Hey, Vanny. Nessie. Nessie. Well, Nessie. Van oh, that's the Loch Ness monster, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Van Morrison's real first name. It's Van is short. It's, it's a oh, very, it's Vanessa Morrison. Story, I had no idea. Monster. I had no idea it was <laughs> Vanessa Morrison. Um, all right, so uh, I'm so glad you're back. Me too. This is so exciting. Uh, you're also going to see a show tonight at one of my favorite places, the Canyon Club. You're yeah. going to go see psychedelic first. And I was going to go see it with you, but then I remembered. Oh, it's the Oscar Oscars. Night. And I really, that's like the Super Bowl for me. I really do like movies and I really like watching Oscars. So I'm not going. And also I told you, hey, don't buy tickets because I can get free <laughs> tickets. 
But you mentioned on the the live recording that you're the person that can't. You got to just. You got to. Yeah. You're afraid. I hover. I even uh, driving here on Friday. Mm-hmm. Some tickets for Rye Cooter went on sale <laughs> at noon on the Friday. So I stopped at a Starbucks, got my iPad out, signed on, and everything. Oh and I God. had and I sat down with my hot chocolate and everything, and I had three minutes to spare. And I'm like, I'll get the first few rows or something. I got front row dead center. Wow. And I was like, that's, I didn't think I'd be getting that because the members of the venue get a presale. Yeah. So I was like, how did I get front row center? <laughs> this is insane. You know, you see, you go see a lot of concerts. It's, it's, it's great. Yes. You, uh, you say you usually go uh, by yourself mm-hmm. yep. and you go with your camera yep. and you take amazing pictures because you brought two of your picture books. Well, that sounds weird. You brought two <laughs> books of volumes. of volumes of pictures that you've taken at events yeah, or of these, celebrities. These are nice books. These They're are really like, nice books. Go yeah. to Kinko's Spiral Bound. No, these no. Like, you, you went I to, got these at the drugstore. Is that true? CVS, yeah. Actually. CVS does a book this nice? They send, I do it online and then okay. they ship it, they ship it to the store uh, for free. It's, it's free shipping to the store. How much is it to put a book like this together with your own photographs? It's, it's some money? Wait for a coupon. Is it $100 for that book? Uh, for the two of them, it was about 300 Wow. But I couldn't do it in one yeah. I, because I kept adding pages and then it right. wouldn't, wouldn't let me add any more And pages. it's different from just taking the pictures and putting them in, in a photo album. Right. This, this looks like this is professional. Mm-hmm. And you're an amazing photographer because these, these shots look as good as anything that I've seen in, in rock magazines. And I mean, I really, them, they really are. And I take them with a, most of these with a camera that was like $200 open box at Best Buy. It's amazing how photography has progressed. I yeah. mean, it used to you a big lens and a giant camera and film, and mm-hmm. now you're just yeah point and, and shoot. And it's weird because when I'm taking pictures now, I'm still back in the film days when mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the perfect shot yeah. because I don't want to waste a frame. I don't have to reload, and right. then I have to go. No, take it. No, you can take a thousand. I can <laughs> take five thousand pictures on one card. I don't have to be that you know careful about it that's my impression of a camera clicking fat <laughs> is that right or is that or is that when jason's coming to kill you that's when jason's coming to <laughs> uh when jason's coming to kill you you take a bunch of pictures the oh, flash the flash disorients them absolutely um, just like gremlins is, is that gremlins where you, you yeah they yeah. like they, and Kyle, does, Gre- does gremlins hold up i like the first one a lot what about the new batch? Oh, that's that one's awful. Yeah, are it's they gonna, always been terrible. Are they going to try to do a new? Are they going to make a new one? I think they are making a new Gremlins. What's it called? Just Gremlins again? CGI Gremlins? Yeah, yeah, that's going to oh. be the bummer. Of yeah, it's kind of fun having like a puppet gopher and Caddyshack and a Andy puppet. Circus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe he'll be yeah. a Gremlin. <laughs> That'd be good. Oh, motion capture he Gremlin. He's all stripe. The gremlins. He should be all the Gremlins. He's Stripe. Yeah. Who do, who else does motion Willem, capture acting? Willem Dafoe could be Stripe, and oh, it, and no it makeup. Just be, yeah. <laughs> Just him. Just him smiling. <laughs> uh, well, what else did I want to say about the, the wonderful Amy Lehman? So you're going to see uh, Psychedelic First mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, you're going to try to get Richard Butler to sign a, um, a photo that you took and then you put it on canvas, canvas yep. and you stretch it. You don't do that work. No. I'm just plugging all these businesses to say easycanvasprints.com. Easy. And then do you, we, if he signs it, will you hang that up? Yes, along with my whole wall of stuff. If he doesn't sign it, do you still hang it up? Um, or do you wait until you I get it? I wait a, until okay. I get signed, yeah. That's a good idea. That's I'm down with that. Uh, my last thing was you said you're going to see Rye Cooter. It seems like you like every type of music and you like more artists than I've ever heard anyone like in my life. Because like <laughs> Rye Cooter, I know that name. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you 
I couldn't tell you a song. I couldn't tell you an album. I know he's a guitar player and I know I've seen him play on albums that I do own, but right. I don't know his, I do not know Ry Cooter's solo music. I don't know much of it either, but it's, so, but, okay. but it's that thing. It's not expensive. It's at a venue that I like and I could get front row. So it's like, I'm going to, you know, check and it out. So you don't own any Ry Cooter music. I downloaded some. So, but so yeah. you're just going now for like a new experience. Right. And does he sing also or does mm -hmm. he just play? Oh, yeah. He does. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll. Here's some Rai Cooter. Maybe we'll do an old Rai Cooter episode. Exactly. I doubt if we'll do that. We could, uh, <laughs> you uh, could have uh, uh, John Hamm as a guest. Well. And you could call it Ham on Rai. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what kind of music John Hamm listens to. I have no idea. I always try his baseball handsome games. Handsome music. <laughs> handsome music. <laughs> you mean any, any, any vocalists that are handsome is yes, what he would just choose. anybody. It's like, yeah. I, I don't want to. Say, oh, not this person, because, you know, that person might be a very nice person, I don't want to say. Well, we're talking a lot about um, uh, you going to a concert, and you have concert photos, and, and that kind of brings us to our topic today. Do you want to introduce the topic, tell people what we're doing today? Opening bands. And these are bands that you and I, I've seen open, or you've seen open. Right. And it's not something like last year, Foreigner and Cheap Trick toured, and Cheap Trick played first, but yeah. they weren't the opening band. I do have one of those on my list. Oh, that's okay. But... Get out. But yeah, I, I agree with you. That's like a package yeah. tour, and that's like I don't I don't know how they decide. I think I think a show like that they should flip flop every night. But well, like Journey and Def Leppard are going on tour, yeah. and they are they are flip flopping, switching. But when I see them in Sacramento, Journey's headlining, but that makes sense because mm -hmm. they're from Northern, right? Yeah. So I, and I, I have to be honest. I think I said this before. I saw the Cheap Trick Foreigner show, and you know it's it's really not foreigner it's it's mick right. jones and a bunch of yeah other guys but i have to say when the night i saw the show they were definitely the headliners they yeah. they were way better than cheap trick that night and it's weird to say cheap trick's my favorite band but those guys are great They're i know it's great. not the, i know it's yeah. not lou graham and it's not you know you know all the guys i but, I, but they were they're really great yeah i saw them back in back in the day mm -hmm. and it was one of the first shows that i'd been to yeah and it was uh them and Loverboy and Quarter Flash and 415, which was Eric Martin's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mr. Um, Big. Quarter Flash, Loverboy. Yeah. And uh, Foreigner sounded terrible. Wow. They just sounded the worst. And, and like, I'm new to concerts. Yeah. And I'm like, this sucks, right? People are like, oh, yeah, this sucks. This They're sucks. terrible. They're People good. were just leaving. And so when I heard, about you know this tour, I'm like, I really want to go, but Foreigner, you know, it's not even the same people. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they had to audition this time. You know, it'll be good. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> playing. They they're great. playing all those songs the best they can possibly be yeah. heard. So, you know, and I recommend it. Kelly, the, Kelly Hansen. Yeah, he's a show. He 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 is. A yeah, front he's kind of like uh, he's kind of like he looks a little bit reminds me of Steven Tyler. Yeah. Uh, for, he's tall and long black hair and he's, yeah, he really gets the crowd going and it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem phony. It doesn't seem like I saw, I saw the, the reunited babies and it's without John Waite and the lead singer would say stuff like, this is what you've been waiting for for 30 years. And this is, I'm like, it's not really. And <laughs> Hey, this is one of our songs from 1989. It's not one of your songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just like, and Kelly doesn't really say, and I think Kelly even acknowledges Lou Graham and, and stuff like that. So he, he really does a great job. He yeah. really walks the line and, and people enjoy it. Yes. I saw the temptations and 
a, a few weeks ago and one of them was saying, you know, we've been doing this for 50 something years. And I'm like, you're not 50. Yeah, you're not even 50. But yeah. it, you, you, awesome. You know, it was a great yeah. show. But at the same time, I'm thinking you're not even that old. Yeah. Frankie Valley <laughs> in the Four Seasons now is an 82 year old man and then a bunch of 20 year old kids. Yeah. And Frankie lip syncs the whole show. So. I saw him a couple of years ago and I didn't think he was. He, he, I thought he sounded really perfect but yeah. i was watching him was he lip syncing yeah but he must be really good at lip syncing if you go on um i think the uh ticket master site where people can leave reviews if you go on there and read you might want to look that up and read some <laughs> of the frankie valley reviews it's now i got free tickets and i still got to see him and he signed my album afterwards oh, and he cool. was very nice but yeah n not singing and no i mean they opened with grease and i was like wow that is wait a minute yeah. and i was just like whole oh, you know, but the older people in the audience are fooled because the guy behind us went, Frankie, he still got it. I'm yeah. like, oh, sir, he does not have it. <laughs> yeah, I went Certainly and saw him because uh, uh, Levine and John opened. Mm -hmm. So I That's great. Yeah, and I got third row, so it was a great show. Well, who's going to open today? I think you open today. You're going to oh, okay. You're going to open for me. Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to hear. Uh, people are doing all these hand gestures like it makes a difference at all. I'm like, it's not on, yeah, at least when you do that look in camera one is over here. That's where you got to look to. There Note you. the camera, no. Um, I'm going to open with a three for then. Okay. Uh, one, two, and three. Uh, first one is Chris Whitley. I country? Country kind of, he plays a steel guitar. All of, his, all of his albums were different. Okay. So if you say, I really like that one album, I'll get another one. It's nothing. It's nothing like, nothing like that at okay. all. But I saw him open for Tom Petty at Arco Arena in 91. Wow. He died uh, in uh, 2005. Oh, boy, from uh, what? Alcohol, um, alcohol? Yeah. Is that uh, what it was? No, it was oh, okay. uh, cancer <laughs> like, of some kind. Oh, okay. That's and he awful. was diagnosed like six weeks before he died. So it was really it was very sad. Well, I mean, do you think that always shocks me? Like, he didn't, did he feel sick or did he? He never told me. <laughs> I mean, well, they he must have because he got diagnosed. So. Yeah, he went to the doctor. Yeah, I'm not so quite feeling. But was was he not feeling well for like a year and a half, and then went, know. you know what? I'm fine. I'm gonna go have this checked. Like a Zivon. Yeah. Went to his dentist. <laughs> Some guys just don't. I just don't think. Like I, I've said this because since Tom Petty died, I feel like Bruce Springsteen. Um, he has a he has a yearly physical. He's taking care of the of his body and i think some of these guys are just like eh. the doctor pays him <laughs> <laughs> just let me just let me do a physical so you're a three for uh so chris whitley opened for tom petty and um 91 okay and lenny kravitz opened for tom petty in 1990 same venue all right
And I don't remember anything about seeing Lenny Kravitz, but I know I did. <laughs> it was not Are you memorable. sure? Are you sure you saw him? 100% positive. I've got, I've got a ticket stub, and I never miss the opening bands unless somebody else is driving and I'm still bitter. Even if it's a band that you've never heard of and you don't, oh yeah, you you want to see the new, you want to see what's up. Yeah, usually now when I see who's opening, I'll go look them up so I know what is coming. And then the third is uh, uh, the Shelters. I saw them open for Tom Petty just this past August. Yeah, I saw. I only saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers once. It was in 1987, and I don't even remember if there was an opening band. If yeah. it was, I don't remember. These guys were really good. They Joe Walsh opened some of the shows, and all these, and yeah, then we great. got the Shelters. But Tom Petty produced the album, mm-hmm. so so they have that sound. They have that Birds kind of. And what year was that that the Shelters opened? Uh, last year. Last year, August, yeah. I saw August when, 2017. When I saw Mudcrutch. Uh, just two years ago, the shelters opened. Nice. So, because we were like, wonder why this, wonder why this band is, and then we looked it up. And yeah. Like, yeah. Tom Petty produced. Proteges. All right, I'm going to take us way back to 1979 when I was 15 years old. This is my first concert ever. Cool. And when you would go see a concert uh, in my hometown, you would. Um, it, we were about two and a half hours outside of Pittsburgh. So when the big concerts would come to town, you would go into, uh, this is going to sound like such uh, Andy Griffith stuff. There's a, there's a mom and pop store called Uncle Joe's Woodshed. What do you buy there, Kyle? It's like knickknacks. It's rape. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. bullshit. It's like they have a lot of like homemade looking Christmas ornaments year round. Yeah. It's just and like it it's signs like that you put in your yard. <laughs> it's like, it's real. It's real. Let me tell cheesy. you that like, when I say this, it's going to sound like I'm 80 years old, but like when you would, what they, when you would check out, they would give you a, a pretzel rod for the kids. You know how you give a, get a lollipop or something? They'd get, give you a pretzel rod to eat. And then they had like a thing at each um, register where you would reach in and if you pulled out the number of the day, you would get like 10% off. So you, the kids would reach in and pull out like, and it was like, a, it was like written on like a cork. I'm serious. It sounds yeah. like so old timey, but I remember I would always reach in until I found the number of the day and then I would pull it out because yeah. I, I, I would cheat. So, um, but anyway, you would, uh, so there was a, a blue and white bus line is what it was called. So they would, they would schedule these concert tours. So you'd buy your ticket in conjunction with a bus ticket and then your parents would drop you off at Uncle Joe's woodshed oh, nice. and you would go on the bus and it would drive you to the Pittsburgh Civic Arena, and it would the bus would park, and you would get out and see the show, and then after the yes. show, you'd get back on the bus, and it would bring you home. Simpler time. Yeah. So, um, so the first concert I ever saw in 1979 was Kiss on the Dynasty tour. Nice. They played on July 21st and 22nd. I'm not sure what day I was there. I think it was on the 21st. And the opening band, this is a Tom Petty situation, kind of. The opening band was called New England, 
and their album was co-produced by Mike Stone and Paul Stanley. Oh, cool. So this is New England. So this is basically, New England was the first band I ever saw play anywhere live in concert. And this song is called Don't Ever Want to Lose You. And they were from uh, they were from Boston, and uh, but they seemed like they were like from another country. Like his voice, even to me, sounds like like he has an English like thing to it. Kind or maybe of. it's because of the name of the band. Maybe New England, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're from Boston, so obviously that's why they were called New England. But um, and then they had an album produced by um, another album was produced by um, by. Todd Rundgren and they had a few albums, but never, never caught on, but, yeah. um, but they were good. Yeah. You know? And I was like, Oh my God, we're seeing a band. So. <laughs> and then kiss, uh, from everything I read the dynasty tour, all the shows sucked. <laughs> but when you're 15, I didn't know it oh, sucked. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. So it wasn't as bad as foreigner back in. <laughs> not, not to me. I think, you know, maybe, maybe wearing makeup and, uh, exploding stuff, uh, hides a lot. Oh yeah. So. All right, you're back up. That was I'm, me. I'm back up, and uh, I'm going to take from what you did, and this is the first band I ever saw, number 10. Okay. And um, th- they were the first band to play. The headliner was the Doobie Brothers. Okay. Down one uh, Santana, and then Gamma, and Rick Springfield. I'm 12 years old. Who am I there to see? Three guesses. Rick Springfield? No, Santana. No. <laughs> um Gamma. Gamma. Ronnie Montrose Ronnie and Gamba. Montrose, Gamma. Gamba is what I called him. Gamba. But the very first band, Bill Graham came out himself and said, you're going to be hearing a lot from these guys. Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, later changed their name to Night Ranger. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and, they probably... And, and their Night Ranger is still recording albums and still touring. Yes. So let's hear Night Ranger. Or Ranger. was august 15th 1981 wow i know rick springfield uh, a friend of mine uh i know that's that's I the, that's the heyday for rick springfield i just bought tickets to see him yesterday oh and when's he playing uh april it's on my calendar <laughs> your, your calendar's filled <laughs> calendar filled i was stunned that i was available <laughs> uh, a, a friend of mine uh, a friend of mine in chicago we used to joke about these bands that would just like take two words and put them together like you know <laughs> Lover Boy, Night Ranger. He's like, what Ranger Boy. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Steel Panther. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> is there a white snake? Why is everything white? White lion, white snake, why it's... White zombie. White zombie. What's the deal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Racism. 
<laughs> well, I told Kyle the new movie, Black Panther. I just call it Panther because I don't see color. <laughs> Uh, okay, the uh, the second concert I ever saw was Cheap Trick, my favorite band. Mm-hmm. And the opening band for them was a band called UFO uh, from nice. from the UK. Um, and I had I had not I didn't know who they were, but then they sang two songs that night, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know these guys. They sang um, they sang Lights Out, and they sang uh, Too Hot to Handle, and I remember hearing them on rock radio. So like, oh, that's the band that sings those two those two songs, but. Prior to them hitting the stage and not singing those songs, I had no idea who they were. And uh, the album they were touring with was called The Wild, The Willing, and The Innocent. And from the, the minute they hit the stage, opening chord, lights up, and they started to play, I was hooked. I've been a fan ever since. I've seen them many times. They still come out here and play. Kyle's seen them with me. And I just love UFO. So they were. this is a song from, um, from the album they were touring with. And it's kind of a long clip because I want you to get The real experience. Yeah. So the song is called Lonely Heart. Sarah has her dreams and makes her plans To get what she wants when she can A little bit of heaven was all she asked for In those silent moments deep in the night She'd find herself, make it feel all right Hungers for the bright light Still my favorite UFO album. I mean, awesome. I got home from that concert and the next day I went out and bought this album and then I've I just... Your, your first two picks have a similar album cover. Um, oh yeah, they do. They, you're it's right. it's like blue with like an orange yeah, yeah. square that's the real picture in between. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I like piano. You know, you got this rock and then you hear piano in it. Yeah, that's why I wanted to start out with a, a song that would, like was mellow, just to give a little very you know variation. If I would have jumped right into that heavy stuff part, right. you wouldn't have known that oh, they this is the the intro to that song. Very so, cool. Yeah, and they were. I remember the lead singer Phil Mogg had blue suede boots on and, it, and with his jeans tucked in them. And Don't they just, step on them. No, I didn't. <laughs> Believe me, I, our seats were not close enough to even. <laughs> I'm amazed I could see the boots from where we were sitting. But uh, they just they just had the look, the lighting, the sound, the moves. They, they they ran around the stage. I mean, they did everything that you want a band like this to do in 1981. So very cool. It's perfect. Nice. Yeah. The pen just fell. Don't worry. He anyway. gave, he gave you like one of these pens that looks like a looks like a blade of grass. <laughs> there you go. I bet that one doesn't work. Is <laughs> it? This, we have a drawer at our house where the pens are and the yeah. scissors and everything. And like when I, when I reach in there and pull out a pen and it doesn't work. You put it back. No, I throw it away. <laughs> I Every, put it back. Everyone else why. puts it back. Yeah. <laughs> like this milk is bad. Put it away. <laughs> or, or drink it. <laughs> oh, well, use it for a smoothie. I strain it in strain a strainer. It. Oh, sure. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. I'm going to play number 26. These guys open for Robbie Folks. 
at the Freight and Salvage Coffee House, <laughs> May 20th, 2017. And they are called 35 Years of Trouble. I have no idea what we're going to hear. about them is there are four members of the band and 35 years is their collective age. <laughs> <laughs> They're the, little kids. Really? Yeah. And they're playing their own instruments. The guitar player is like 11. Prodigy. And he's a prodigy. I mean, you watch him and you're like, the guy who they were opening for came out from you know backstage just to look at him. Just like, what's going on? It's like, here? oh my God, he's this little kid. The guitar is as big as him. Wow. And he just comes out and he plays and he was amazing. I was like, and then he actually, they were the first band and then the next band, they were like high school age and mm-hmm. he played with them too. Now, I wonder if that kid will, will have a career in music or is it just like a novelty right now and then he'll go on and be a, you know, real estate mogul or a doctor <laughs> or something. He'll play guitar and then sell you insurance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, the, I've, uh, all of my whole list is, it's in order of like, you know, when I've, so... When oh, okay. I get to the bottom of the list, it'll be more recent stuff, but I'm... Mine is in too... order of when I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we did my first concert, we did my second concert. Now we're going to do my third concert, which was, again, it was Cheap Trick again. Mm-hmm. But this time they came to the Johnstown War Memorial, which is much closer than Pittsburgh. And it's a much smaller venue. And it was general admission, so my friends and I got there. And we got in uh, super early, and we were right at the barricade to the stage. Is, like, that, is that where Slapshot was filmed? Yes. Yes. It's not a, it's a dump. But um, I wish I had a more vivid memory of this show because I was so close. Mm-hmm. I was closer than, they were right there, my favorite band, right in front of me. And the band that opened was a heavy metal uh, quintet from Switzerland called Crocus. So <laughs> let's hear a song called Heat Strokes from, uh, the album was called Metal Rendezvous. Now again, you know, high school kids never heard of Crocus. We were making fun of it. We're like, Crocus, what's Crocus going to be? And then they hit the stage and we're like, oh, Crocus, <laughs> this is amazing. So uh, it was so, it was just, it was just awesome to like be seeing this stuff for the first time, yeah. and, you know, at that age and being like, this is the best band ever. But um, 
yeah, Croak. I think they're I think they're the biggest uh, heavy metal band to ever come out of Switzerland because I'm sure there's only like two others. Ace of Base. Ace of Base is not a heavy metal band. No. Oh no. <laughs> I, I worked at a radio station a long time ago, and there was a guy who worked there who said to me, in all seriousness, "Mark my words, Ace of Base bigger than the Beatles." <laughs> and whenever I hear them on there, I think bigger than the, I, I I hear them on the radio and I have to say it. Wow. Big. Bigger than the Beatles. I'm sure that phrase has been said many times oh, about yeah. many, many bands and, and never true. Usually about themselves. Right. <laughs> We're going to be bigger than the Beatles. Right. Uh, I'm going to play number 11. I saw these guys open for Spinal Tap at the Greek Theater June 1st, 2001. And people were still going to their seats and you know didn't know mm-hmm. what was going on. And the band's called The Folksmen. And it's the same three guys. Yep. Yeah. If you start me up, if you start me up, I'll never stop. If you start me up, if you start me up, I'll never stop. I've been running hard, you got me chicken, gonna blow my top. If you start me up, if you start me up, I'll never stop. You make a grown man cry. You make a grown man cry. You make a grown man cry. Put out the oil, the gasoline. I walk smooth. She's a mean, mean machine. Do they do all covers on their album? Um, this was from the Mighty Wind soundtrack. You no, know, I never saw yeah. that movie. Is it? Have you seen oh, the Mighty Wind? That movie's Wind? hilarious. Yeah. That's like, I don't know why I never saw it because I really love Spinal Tap and yeah. I love those guys. Yeah, that's a, it's like as good as Spinal Tap and Best in Show. Yeah, me. I gotta see it. Wonder if it's on Netflix. Well, it might be, but this is a long time before that. But I saw their name on the um, uh, marquee and said, "I think it's the same guys because I think they performed on Saturday Night Live." And I think it. And why would a folk band be opening for Spinal Tap unless? And people were just walking around. They weren't even in their seats and kind of going, "What the hell is this?" And I'm like. It's the same guys you're here to see, just in skull caps and different outfits. That 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 was hysterical. <laughs> That's not, that is, I love it. Uh, my next band, uh, they opened up for the Police in 1982 on the Ghost in the Machine tour. It's the first time I saw the Police, and uh, I have a story about this. Um, so it was going to be me and my friend Jim Schultz and my friend uh, Scott Hallbritter. And then it was really snowing. It was a big snowstorm. And we had to drive over to Pittsburgh. And our parents, my parents said I wasn't allowed to go. You can't drive over to Pittsburgh. It's too bad. So, um, and Scott, I think Scott's parents also said, yeah, we don't want you driving over to Pittsburgh. And uh, so I went over to my friend Jim's house who was going to drive. And he goes, my parents didn't say I couldn't go. <laughs> and I'm like, so are we going to go? He goes, yeah, let's just go. So we went and then we took... Jim's sister, Sharon, used, like, we didn't tell Scott we went, so I always felt bad about that. Like, we didn't, we didn't take Scott, and then, and we didn't pay him back for his ticket. It's horrible. <laughs> he, he knows it, now. It's horrible. So, um, so anyway, we, we drove over, and then, and then the weather broke once we got over the mountain, and then on the way back after the show, it was, it was fine, too. But the opening band that night was a band called Bow Wow Wow. Ooh, nice. But sweet He's so fine He can't be beat He's got everything 
just so you know what the weather's like in Pennsylvania, this uh, this police show was April 9th, 1982. <laughs> and we had, yeah, and we had a snowstorm. Oh my God. And Kyle, that's not uncommon. <laughs> no, no. It, it snows from about like, <laughs> like right before Halloween till like early April. Oh, I God. love the, I love the blurt laugh that you did because <laughs> Kyle was not even near the microphone when he did that. <laughs> Uh, and here's what they, here's what the police opened with message in a bottle. Every little thing she does is magic and spirits in the material world. Nice. I mean, that's killer. I saw them on that tour. Santana opened. That's great. You've seen Santana a couple times. Yeah. Never on purpose. It, it's always been, they've been opening for somebody. Let me ask you something. Are you a black magic woman? <sighs> <laughs> that's so racist. That doesn't mean you're black. It means that you, <laughs> you're a woman who practices the art well, of yeah. black oh, magic. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's what I thought it was. You guys are taking it the old way. I don't even say it. I say they're going to play Magic Woman because I don't see color. <laughs> but isn't that a heart song? That's a, it, it, it's it's a magic cover man. of yeah, a that's heart song. Yeah, but they changed the gender. Exactly. Because it's gender fluid. Exactly. Uh, it's Magic Person is what I call <laughs> I the whole say. thing. What's your next song? Let's hear it. Number 43. I saw this guy open for Marty Stewart and his fabulous superlatives on January 10th of this year. Uh, Mike Campbell produced Marty Stewart's album, but he did not produce. Has nothing to do with this. Uh, the okay. I'm going to play, uh, but it's, it's nice trivia. Yeah, uh, Deke Dickerson and uh, play through the first chorus. Well, I met one down in Dallas at a KFC buffet. She was wearing low-cut jeans that just about gave way The stuff she had was spilling out all above the waist I said, hello, Miss Muffin Top, can I please have a taste? Oh, my misshapen hillbilly gal My misshapen hillbilly pal Well, I like some short and squatty Thank the Lord he made that body Oh, my misshapen hillbilly gal now that again, that was Michael McKean, Christopher Guest, <laughs> no, and Harry Shear. No, Deke Dickerson. Deke Dickerson. And I was hoping that he would do that song. And he was up on stage and he was playing all covers. And then he says, "Here's a song I wrote. It's awful." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's doing it." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "It's terrible. It's really offensive." I'm like, "Oh, I'm so glad you're doing the song." It's and Deke Dickerson and the Dicks, right? That's his band. The Dicks. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he's got several albums out, and it's like each. There's some with a band and some that doesn't have a band mm. name on it, so you know it'd be a good name for it. This is what I. This is what I mean. You like you like a very eclectic, eclectic mm. Night thing. Ranger and then Deke yeah. Dickerson. Well, that's true. Mm. Now, so far in my concert experience with these things I've been playing, I've been to the Pittsburgh Civic Arena, the Pittsburgh Civic Arena, <laughs> the Johnstown War Memorial, the Pittsburgh Civic Arena, Ooh, and now I'm going things. back to the Johnstown War Memorial because that was the only two places you could go. Yeah, because like Philly's like four hours Philly's away. Philly's four and hours away. And, and Baltimore and yeah. New York are both four hours. Yeah, like. forget that. And and uh, we live very close to uh, Penn State University. But at that time, they didn't really have concerts there. No. So I did see uh, Hall & Oates at St. Francis College, which is just like right up the mountain. And it was like in, a, in the gymnasium. And it, was, <laughs> it was amazing. It was on the Private Eyes tour. And I'm like, this is nuts. They oh, were weird. great. But anyway, we're going to back to the Johnstown War Memorial and... I saw Loverboy. I just saw them a couple weeks ago. Ah, oh, the lead. Mike Reno, I love him, but he needs to really 
get it in gear. The one he's really a big sweaty dude. Yeah, he's very. It's funny. I when I saw them this year, I thought he. I th- I think he's lost weight, but I think it's just I, I was expecting it. Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny, like he might have lost weight, but it's one of these guys, like if he said, I lost 40 pounds, you're like, well, you got another 60 to go. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's just. And half of the weight is in his face. Yeah, he's got a giant yeah. head. And I, I met him. He was super nice. They invited uh, me and Mike Schmidt up into the, the green room when they just recently played the Canyon Club a couple years ago, and they were super nice. But yeah, I, I'm, I feel like, like if I heard like Mike Reno had a heart attack and died, you'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. So uh, the band that opened for Loverboy was Huey Lewis and the News. Nice. They were on the picture of this tour. Uh, again, I don't know if I, if I knew. I think we only knew the song I'm going to play. But, man, that band hit the stage, and they made it rough for Loverboy to follow them. Yeah. And Loverboy was at the top of their game in 1982. So this is Working for a Living. Now, what was great was Huey Lewis, they were working for a living, and Loverboy was working for the weekend. I know, there's a lot of work going on. Now, (laughs) Loverboy at that time were at the top of their game, and Mike Reno was the guy you saw in those early videos, thin and tall, and and they were... Bandana. Bandana. He still has the bandana. And he was, uh, and they were great. They were great, too, but Huey Lewis did really... I was like, oh, boy, is Loverboy going to be able to follow them? They did, but it was... Yeah, Yuri Lewis was great. Yeah, I've seen some uh, acts that the opening band is so bad, you think, boy, did you pick them to make you look better? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chris Isaac used to do that a lot. He would have people open for him that were like horrible. (laughs) And it was every single time because he would play Slims like once a month Mm -hmm. and I'd go see him. And the opening band was always like, who's who's the suck going to be today? You know, and it was always somebody like comically bad and it's like he picks these guys to make do you think he was just trying to give new bands like a a nice outlet no not at all no okay no (laughs) but uh i'm gonna play somebody i saw uh open for huey lewis in the news number seven oh cool it was at a day festival thing the headliner was the cars and then huey lewis in the news berlin and rat does not belong on that bill no at all and opening for rat is number seven did you never call? I waited for your calls. Rivers of suggestion were driving me away. The trees were bent. The cities wash away. The city on the river as a girl without a dream. Yeah, like if you take Rat out of that show, yeah. it's all it all and makes switch the order it all, up it all kind of a, makes a sense bit. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, but wow. And people didn't care. They wanted Rat, you know. And was, and REM 
becomes bigger than Rat. They become bigger bigger than Berlin. Yeah. And who was the who was the other band you said? Huey Lewis and the News. REM becomes bigger than Huey Lewis and the News. And who was the headliner? The Cars. I think REM becomes the biggest band on that lineup. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they do. And but that's they came crazy. Out and Michael Stipe was wearing a he had the long hair. Yeah. And he was wearing a paper bag on his head. Sure, you did. And he had crutches. All right. Yeah. Did he need crutches or did he just have crutches? <laughs> he needed the bag. Seems like some <laughs> pulled down further. No, it 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 was like you know how you, you see hats that look like bags, yes. but this was actually a bag. It was very weird. You know, like Marilyn Manson might come out with a pair of crutches just or Alice Cooper just as a yeah. prop, but did, was he injured? He did sit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I he was so injured. bored, he just had to sit. Yeah, <laughs> he's like rat. And then years later. I met him and I said, I saw you guys open for Rat. And he was like, what? <laughs> two T's? I said, two T's. He's like, when did that? And then I told him, he's like, oh my God, that's hilarious. We opened for Rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh he had no memory of it until I told him. I'm going to tell you that my next five uh, songs I play are all, are, are all from the Pittsburgh Civic Group. <laughs> Just want to let you know that. My venue doesn't change. I got all kinds of venues here. So, um, well, you're more eclectic than me. You had more uh, places to go. Uh, so in 1982, my favorite band of all time, again, Cheap Trick comes to the Pittsburgh Civic Arena, but I'm Where bummed. It's in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. But I'm bummed because they're opening for Kansas. They just headlined and sold out the Pittsburgh Civic Arena and sold out the Johnstown War Memorial a year earlier. And now they're coming back. They're opening for Kansas. And they're opening for Kansas who have a brand new lead singer. And for me, I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense at all. But let's go. We're going to go. So they were on the one-on-one tour. The hits from that album were She's Tight. And If You Want My Love, You Got It. But I chose uh, one of the songs they played that night, which is I Want You. Alphabetically, it makes sense. <laughs> sure, it does. And then we we left after five Kansas songs. Yeah, because I wasn't a fan of Kansas back then, and we just and if you have a two and a half hour ride home, yeah, and you're just like we all like, do you, you want to stay for Kansas? I don't. <laughs> all right, let's go. We can say we've seen them. Yeah, we yeah we've yeah. seen them. We've seen enough of them. Exactly. <laughs> now I wish I would have stayed because um, I, I like those two albums with a singer named John Elefante. I like them now. Yeah, in 2018. I like them now. Get back in the... I know. I need a time machine. Playback machine. Um, I'm going to play a twofer, 12 and 13. I saw Hayes Carl open for Robert Earl Keane at the Palms Playhouse in Winters in 2008, and he didn't do this song. And I asked him later why he didn't do this song, and he goes, well, I do this song when I'm headlining and people know what I'm doing, but if I open and they don't know me, I've been chased out to my car uh, people threatening to kill me. <laughs> Great. So I don't play it then, but I wanted to play this song anyway. Hayes Carl, number 12. But now she's acting funny And I don't understand I think that she's found Some other man 
damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and my twofer is I saw Hayes Carl last year at Slim's in San Francisco, November 12th. Did he play that song? He did. No, no he has a song about kicking Gandhi's ass. <laughs> yeah. He did. And, um, but the band that opened for him was a band called Band of Heathens. And they actually did a, they did You Wreck Me by... Uh, oh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty. And what was cool about the, sh the shows is both acts, uh, you could buy a thumb drive with the show on it. And you did that, right? And I did that. Yeah, cool. But this is, uh, I think this is just from the album, this song called Trouble Came Early. So good. Very nice. They're awesome. And they were his band too. Oh, cool. So they came out and did their, their set and then they came out and were his band. Um, there was a tour a couple years ago where um, Hart uh, was playing uh, You Wreck Me. Oh, it nice. Was, it was fantastic. Nancy was singing it. Hey, I forgot to do this. How long have we been recording right now, Kyle? About mm, 45 minutes. Well, I'm about 15 minutes late on this. We're supposed to do this within the, the first half hour. But we need to talk real quick about the brand new Shure microphones that we have, the SM7Bs. A uh, couple weeks ago, West Anthony from the uh, Musical Notation podcast, uh, that's at Notation Pod on Twitter, and he's at, at Dr. West Anthony, although he's not a doctor. He's a doctor of rock. Rock he's doctor. Not, he's rock doctor, music doctor. I'm just doctor. a nurse. You're just a nurse of rock. Nurse of rock. Uh, you better give me an injection with a phonograph needle. You know what I'm talking about, baby? <laughs> I don't know what that was. Okay, so uh, West Anthony laid down a uh, laid down a little track for us, a little uh, promo track. Uh, he read all the copy for the Shure microphones. So, Kyle, let's uh, let's hear. Uh, I'm going to call him our resident announcer, mm -hmm. West Anthony West. This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Shure, the company behind some of the world's most iconic microphones, earphones, and audio products including the legendary SM7B mic that we use to record rock solid. The SM7B offers perfect response for music and speech in all professional audio applications. Used to record Michael Jackson's Thriller album, engineers and artists continue to choose the SM7B for warm and rich vocals. And it also shines on just about anything you put through it, such as guitar, bass, kick drum, horns, and even as a hi-hat mic. <laughs> For 93 years, Shure has been the go-to company for roadworthy superior sound. Every member of the Rock Solid Podcast is proud to use the SM7B microphone because we care about bringing our listeners the best sound possible. That sounds pretty great. It sounds like it, oh, yeah. it sounds like old timey. It kind of has like a little bit of an echo in the background. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm in line at like a Disney ride. No, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That, like, like you're, you're that, ready to like to ride the. Uh, the, uh, the cars ride there. Yeah, the rock and roller coaster. Yep. Cool. Thank you, Wes. That's our resident. Next time I'm just going to go, Wes, take it away, and then we'll just play it as if he's here. Look who just stopped by. Yeah, look who just stopped by. It's <laughs> Wes Anthony from the blah, 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 blah. Actually, it's a musical notation podcast, mm -hmm. not the blah, blah, blah. All right. Um, back to me. Yep. 
All right, 1983. I love this website. Go to setlist.fm. It's got all, I don't know who, I don't know who has the time to go in and put all these set lists in there from way back when, but they do it and, and they put the dates. I go to a lot of shows. I know. So this was from, this is the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. This is August 13th, 1983. This is Asia on the Alpha Tour, their second album. I went with Mark Figarelli. Mark? Yeah, Big Fig. Oh my God. But you and you know in high school what we we didn't call him Big Fig. You know we called him in high school. I'm not going to say it now, but it was derogatory. Uh, Medium sized fig. Uh, derogatory remark for a homosexual person because yeah. back in '83, that's that's what you said, and that's it was it was you know it was it was fine. But you don't do that now. But that's what we called him. We called him Big Fig, fig. but not Fig. Uh, so we saw we saw Asia, and uh, opening for Asia was an artist I had never heard of before. He had one song on MTV that I knew. His name was Christoberg. Later, he had a big hit with Lady in Red. But at the time, the MTV hit was Don't Pay the Ferryman. It was late at night on the open road, speeding like a man on the run. A lifetime spent preparing for the journey. He is closer now, the search is on. Reading from a map in the mind Yes, there's the ragged hill And there's a boat on the river And when the rain came down He heard a wild dog howl Though our voices in the night Don't do it Voices out of sight Don't do it Too many men have failed before Whatever you do Don't pay I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but he might have just been by himself with just an acoustic guitar. Oh, wow. Uh, because Asia had 23 keyboards that night. So, I mean, there was just not... <laughs> there was no room. I'm not kidding. There was a... there was a. The drums were on the floor, and then the riser above the drums was for Jeff Downs playing keyboards, and there was 23 keyboards. <laughs> like, he would he would be at one end, and he'd like... And then he would run across, and he'd beep, 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 play it on a... I'm like, why can't you get all those sounds out of maybe... Three keyboards? It was just both, all for show. Both prime numbers. I would not have wanted... I know, if, if, if it was a prime thing. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to be his roadie. I know that. No. Terrible. Or Maybe roadies. Half of them probably weren't even plugged in. <laughs> One is a Fisher Price. It's just like, all for show. <laughs> oink, oink. Oh, and, he, and the keytar came out later too. No kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. All right, you're up, Amy. I'm up. I'm going to play number four. I saw Cindy Alexander open for the Bacon Brothers in uh, June of 2016 at the Crest Theater. And I requested that she play this song on Facebook. Okay. And then she didn't do it. And she was at the merch stand between uh, uh, bands. Mm -hmm. And, and I you went, threw your drink in her face. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, he, yay, I, you know, I'm going to do the song. She said, oh my God, Amy, I was going to do this song for you. When the show's over, come on out here and i'll do it for you what and so she got her guitarist and she sang it for me in the lobby but you have to buy seven t-shirts <laughs> no well i did buy something but still she's oh no come out and do it and and i filmed it and she it was, it, it was amazing it, it was amazing and uh i actually reached out to her and uh she wanted to be here but, she, but so much is going you were going to bring her here yeah, to I was play bring live her here to that would have been cool. live yeah 
but in the end she had, she she has a new album out mm-hmm. and she's doing a bunch of house concerts she was, but she's out in the alley if she's you out in the alley if you want to hear her yes, afterwards yeah. uh but uh, uh but uh i also want to play this song and ironically this song is about requesting a song all right let's hear it so it's december 4th wake me up i think i'm dreaming on the sea She's fantastic. Yeah, she's amazing. Really great. Uh, on that EP, she actually does a cover of American Girl by Tom Petty. Oh, that's everyone yeah. should do covers of Tom Petty songs. I just saw uh, Winona Judd, and her encore was three songs. The first two were Breakdown and Refugee. Nice. Yeah. That would have been much better than what the Grammy Awards pulled out for us. This I did not find yeah. that to be a good Tom Petty tribute. I like Chris Stapleton. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't sound good with who did he sing with? Andy um, Lou Harris. They didn't sound good together, and if he'd have just like rocked it up and done yeah, something, yeah, and uh, I like the song "Wildflowers," but I I think there's better songs you could pick to for for Tom. Yeah. Tom has it's a great song, but it's a mellow song too. I, yeah, I, I just think they. I was bummed. I was I was I was disappointed. Yeah, even "You Wreck Me" is a better song than "Wildflowers." I mean, it's a different type of song, right? But, yeah. Oh well. Uh, I got to see Journey twice in in the heyday. I saw them on the Escape Tour, and I saw them on the Frontiers Tour. Uh, on the Escape Tour, the opening band was a band called Point Blank. No, who are these duds? Lee Literally, movie? I, I, they were. I, I forget what their song was. It was a girl's name. I forget. Terrible. And then the second time I saw Journey on the Frontiers Tour, uh, a new artist, new to me. He was riding high with an MTV song called Cuts Like a Knife, a young guy named Brian Adams. And this guy hit the stage. And literally, it was again when I was like, wow, Journey's really got to bring it. This guy is nuts. Like Journey allowed him like the whole entire stage too. He was run, He was in his 20s, I'm sure. He yeah. was running all over the place. He killed it. And this is one of the songs he played that night from Cuts Like a Knife album. This is the only one. I think I 
found uh, some point blank info. Oh, let me hear some point blank info. <laughs> their uh, their uh, hit song was Nicole. Yeah, that that was their hit. Yeah, they recorded six albums between 1976 and 1982. Okay, and they reformed in 2005. Oh, thank God! And have had three <laughs> albums, including their most recent, which was from 2014, called Volume Nine, which is funded through Kickstarter. Now, their their hit is Nicole. We've never heard that song, right? <laughs> we, none of but us it, have ever heard that song. But it's such a melodic name. Yeah. Nicole. Are you are you looking it up? Yeah. Let's see if it's on here. They have a Wikipedia page, so one of them must update it. Yeah. <laughs> one of them's got the internet. One of them, yeah. <laughs> this is their hit. <laughs> it's very catchy. With yeah, jump ahead. I, I did. Oh. <laughs> jump ahead to the end. The way you're acting, girl, it just ain't right now. Oh, Nicole. My sweet Nicole. You, have you ever heard that? Has anyone heard that? No. It sounds like a song that would be a regional hit. Yeah. By it's like, not horrible. It, hey, it's our hometown boys, point blank, and they're hit. Nicole. It sounds like a song in a movie when like a rock band writes a song for someone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then Molly Hatchet records it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, you're up, Miss uh, Lehman. Um, Miss uh, Amy Lehman. I'm going to do one. Uh, okay. Number 15. I saw these guys open for the Mavericks. You knew I was going to mention the Mavericks. Of course. Uh, December 6th. We'll edit this part out, Kyle. Yeah, of course. Uh, in Houston at a place called Numbers. And this band opened, and I saw their name on the thing. I had no idea who they were. Never heard of them. No one there had ever. It's like, who are these guys? And uh, they're called Los Lonely Boys. And three weeks later, they were everywhere. All right, let's hear it. played and everybody's going to go how are the Ma how are the Mavericks going to follow that cuz the bass player did a backflip while he was playing the bass oh boy and the bass player and the guitar player had this thing where made they love right <laughs> sweet sweet love right down the stage uh, <laughs> yes and and um but but they had but they did a thing where they each held their guitar and bass out in front of them by the neck and just played with the neck and then threw them up in the air and caught them and kept playing. I mean, it was amazing. And we're like, the Mavericks don't even dance. You yeah. know, like, how, how are they going to top that? And then they came out and were just as good. 
and had a horn section. So it just, it was amazing. It's just, it's just little theatrical things that you can do. Like there's, there's guys, uh, the guy from, um, uh, who's the guy from Iron Maiden that I can't pronounce his name? Gers? Steve. Oh, Gers. Uh, <laughs> Gers Yannick. Yeah. He, he takes his guitar and throws it and it spins or, you know, the strap goes around. You've seen other guys do it. Yeah. But he, he does that. And, and just, you know, when Kiss comes to the front of the stage and they just, you know, move their guitars mm-hmm. up and down in unison and shake their heads. It's, it's high school bands. Do it's that. so simple, but it really gets the crowd going. <laughs> yeah. It really, yeah. it's crazy. But flipping it around. I, I saw this thing called yeah, that's amazing. karaoke Kermit was at a, 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 a <laughs> gong show, local little gong show. We had at a little uh, cafe back years and years and years ago. And they did, and they had it just a cardboard box that they cut out a stage and put lights on it. And it was puppets and they, uh, lip synced you know they did puppet show to uh, bohemian rhapsody oh wow and the king from um mr rogers yes neighborhood king friday yeah king king uh, did the guitar solo but he also had to play the piano so it was all these guys behind the stage and it was just this this uh cardboard guitar on a yarn and he was just playing and then the guy flicked his hand and the guitar went around his back and then he went to play piano and he just wow. timed it so perfectly. The I want to see that. The whole it's on YouTube. Oh, it's I a really see that. bad quality clip, but it's because it was back. It was yeah. 20, 25 years ago. But it was as but the whole place went in the whole place. There were thirty people there, but went nuts. And then I was talking to him after going. It's never worked. I can never do it. I could never actually do it. That's the only <laughs> time I ever worked. got it to flip in it. Ah, oh. but it was one of those sublime moments I'll never forget. Karaoke Kermit. What was it like when you met King Friday? Was he? Did he? Was he <laughs> did he sign? Was he nice? <laughs> Grab my ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is my last concert at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. It probably wasn't my last concert there, but the last one on my list today. This was. I have some info here. This is April 9th, nineteen eighty-five. So I was in college. I obviously. Um, blew off some night class to go see uh, U2 on the Unforgettable Fire Tour. And we're going to have more Tom Petty talk right now because the band that opened was Lone Justice. Nice. Their album was produced by Jimmy Iovine, who, had, who was producing Tom Petty's albums at the time. And he wrote, he and Mike wrote Ways to Be Wicked. And that's the song we're going to hear. Go. Lone Justice. This is Maria McKee on vocals. And there's a version of that on Tom Petty's uh, playback playback box set. Sorry, I keep finishing your sentence. That's okay. <laughs> and um, and uh, yeah, they, they, I mean, that's a great song to give away. Yeah. So, what's up? What you got for us? Um, 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 what's on your list? What's on my list? Tell us what's on your list. Um, Who's um, this guy? Hi, <laughs> this is a guy that just showed up. My name's Stanley, and I'd like to hear what's on your list. 
Oh. Kyle, you're doing a fine job producing, and this lady to my right is drinking more beverages than I've ever seen anyone drink while she looks at a book. You sound like a character that's like a like the Funky Phantom knockoff. Yeah, this is a Silly Stanley. I'm a ghost, and I solve crimes, and I have a I have a, a pet cheetah with me, or a chimpanzee is what I meant to say. We're we're working it out. We're working the show is, is out. The chimpanzee also a ghost. Or the no? chimpanzee is also a ghost because the car. cheetah killed yes, him, and he gets yes, and he gets into much mischief, and I have to give him a chimp treat. Awful. <laughs> We live but better than some of those shows. We live under the porch of a scary house. You go under the porch, it's like we have a bachelor pad under there. Okay, go ahead, Miss Lehman. Speaking of living under a porch. Yes. No. <laughs> Funnily enough. No, uh, I want to play um, number 18. Uh, Keelan Donovan. I saw open for Lisa Loeb mm-hmm. at Harlow's in 2016. And he. there were three op- three artists that opened and the first one just sang along to karaoke and it was not good i love that you're introducing our listeners to new artists and yeah. i am certainly not <laughs> <laughs> you have followed aren't you? hey remember new england <laughs> <laughs> here's a band that opened they're called cheap trick everybody's at home going nicole now cheap trick opens for everybody <laughs> yeah i know um, but then the uh, next act was this uh, girl who sang and i don't remember her name but i remember and she sang a few songs and then announced to the crowd, I just quit my job to do this full time. And the whole place went, oh. Oh, mystique. That's not good. Um, I, hope <laughs> you were, I hope you gave notice and did it all. That was the up. karaoke person? No, it <laughs> oh. was the next person. And that was Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then the next guy, Keelan Donovan, came out and he came out. He goes, I know you don't want to hear me. This is just somebody else who's not Lisa Lowe, but I'm just going to do a couple <laughs> of songs. And his set was shorter he did like four like four songs, mm-hmm. and by the time he was done with his first song, I'd gone over to the merch table and bought everything because he was amazing. Quality and over quantity. Really, really good. And All so right. he's Keelan Donovan, number 18. I hear it. We held there for a second to let the train pack. Beneath us on its old rickety path. And in her eyes I caught the reflection of the skyline. Back. And we said, hello October, it's good to see you, I could watch you hold me every night. That is a great tune. Yeah. Also, again, lots of Tom Petty talk today because yes. I think we're all still a little stunned. We still can't believe yeah. that Tom Petty's not here. And Jeff Tate will be back on the show sometime this year. We're going to do a Tom Petty remembrance or a Tom Petty tribute show or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But that's a, that was a rough one. Yeah, I had to go in one of my boss's offices and, and just cry. And yeah. like, what, what happened? I'm like, Tom Petty. Yeah, like, terrible. Okay. And everyone at work was like, who? Who? Yeah. I was like, what do you just so? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a singer. Yeah. Well, really. Singer, Amy. You're so weird. But <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. A baseball player died. Yeah. <laughs> We're shutting down today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to jump to, jumping way ahead, jumping to 1991. It's when I was living in Chicago. When I lived in Chicago and I was doing stand up, I didn't see a lot of shows because I was. 
I was doing shows. You were the show. I was the show. And I was disappointing people on a nightly basis. So, <laughs> but, um, but I did get to see a tour. It was a co-headlining tour called Operation Rock and Roll. <laughs> I went to see them at the Holiday Star Music Theater in Maryville, Indiana. And this was when Alice Cooper on the Hey Stupid tour was opening for Judas Priest. I think they might've been on the, uh, the Painkiller tour, the, the Ram It Down tour. But Alice went first, and I had never seen Alice before, and the stage was amazing. There was, a, there was a skull, a skull head right center stage, and then there were two skeleton arms that came to either side of the stage like they were going to embrace you, and the one hand was holding the keyboards, and the okay. other hand was holding the drummer, oh, nice. the drums, and it was amazing. And then when they, they opened with Under My Wheels, and the, the face of the skull, the skeleton face just blew off, and Alice walked out from the skull, and I was like, it's on. So uh, it was the Hey Stupid tour, so let's and hear. And Judas Priest just had a backdrop that said Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had some crazy, some crazy stuff too. But let's hear, uh, let's hear the, the title track of the album Alice was touring with. This is Hey Stupid, S-T-O-O. Oh, of course. P-I-D. It's an anti-drug song. It really is. You yeah. stick a needle in your arm, you bite the dust, you buy the farm. There you go. What are you trying to do? Kick hey, the bucket. Stupid. Yeah. But that set sounds like a cross between Spinal Tap and Garth Brooks. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Like it sounds, it sounds stupid and then at the same time, magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> and Kyle, you've never seen Alice. No. We either. need to go because it's, it's really great. He still puts on a great show. He does all the stuff. He came uh, near me last year, uh, but I but I couldn't go that night because mm -hmm. I was going to see Brad Paisley. Who does does now? Does Brad Paisley still uh, hang himself and cut his head off with a guillotine? Uh, oh no, that's Alice. I'm yes, sorry. Alice, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw Alice. He played the House of Blues uh, on Sunset Strip, and I don't know. He just decided to play. He wanted to do some small venues, and. Um, there was a thing where these clowns all came out, like in the Ooh. middle of the show, and they grab That's Alice. They grab Alice, and they they like you know they're punching him, and they put a straight jacket on him, and they put they put a, a a bag over his head, and they cinch it up, and they're just you know, and they and they and they throw him down on the ground, and then all the clowns leave, and Alice is still on the ground, and then this other clown comes out, and he grabs Alice, and then the clown pulls his mask off, and it's Alice. I was like, what is going on? I just, I'm this close. There's no way they tricked me like that. It was, it was insane. It was great. I loved it. So, uh, Hall and Oates, they do something like Hall that. Hall and Oates does yeah. something like that. They, they do a thing where Hall doesn't let Oates sing. Yes. They don't even pretend to be friends on stage. Oates, Oates starts to peek his head out and yeah. Hall... We put some, <laughs> like, snaps put some back. Get like, back there. Get, there's this line on the stage that John Oates can't cross. <laughs> Uh, it's your turn, right? It's my turn, yes. I get confused. I talk and then I forget. <laughs> uh, number 14, 
I saw these guys, this band open for Hall and Oates. Funnily enough, at the Concord Pavilion, September 18th, 2016, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. One hundred days, one hundred nights, and no one may. She was amazing. She's just running all over the stage and dancing, and she had this amazing dress with tassels on it. And, Very nice. And she was amazing, and uh, that was uh, September of 2016. And on election night, uh, she when uh, Trump won, she mm-hmm. had a stroke. Yeah. And two days, and like a couple days later, she had a massive stroke, and then she died exactly two months after the this show. Trump killed her. Exactly. If when she had the first stroke. She joked, you know, Trump did this, you know, she, she was you know, still had a sense of humor. Yeah. But uh, and then but then she had a massive stroke and she never came out of it, except for her. I read that her band would go visit her and uh, they would play and she couldn't communicate, but she could still sing. Oh, wow. That's and like, so she'd hum and her um, singers would come in and, you know, they would sing with her and she would sing. And so she literally died singing. No good. That's that's yeah. how you want to go. Yeah. What causes a stroke? That's what I I want to know. How? What causes stroke? Well, she'd been fighting cancer for years. There's even a documentary out about her called mm. Miss Miss Sharon Jones. Okay. And she and she'd been fighting cancer for a long time. Now, I saw Miss Sharon Stone. I saw that documentary. Difference. It's about it's about a bunch of B, a B movie actors who makes one good film. Yeah. <laughs> and that film sucks. Casino. And that film's not that great. Casino. She, Casino's good. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I like casino. Um, yeah, because a stroke is always like like heart attack. You're like, well, that's good. you're eating bad foods and you're not getting exercise and blah blah. blah. But is is that the same thing that leads leads you to have a stroke? Stroke is uh, poor blood flow to the brain causes cell death, and then there are two different types. It basically now, if I'm getting exercise though, do I have good blood flow to my brain? I think so. Like if I go eat three mini Heath bars right now, that's not going to give me a stroke. That I'll be fine. A risk factor is high blood pressure. I, I've never had high blood pressure. I've uh, my blood pressure actually runs a little low usually. Others include uh, smoking tobacco. Nope, never done that ever. Obesity. Mm, I don't think so. High blood cholesterol and diabetes. I have those last two. Okay. <laughs> probably going through chemo treatments for years. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, September 20th, 2000. I am at the Universal Amphitheater. More Alice Cooper talk because Alice Cooper is the headliner. There's two opening bands. Mm-hmm. The Donnas and then the band in the middle. I, I just found out they were going to open for Alice like that day. It's one of my favorite bands. The Knack. Oh, nice. The Donnas, The Knack and Alice Cooper. So my friend Lisa Goich, who's been on the show before, we did an Alice Cooper episode. Her husband was touring uh, as Alice's keyboard player at the time. And so I call her, I go, Lisa, just found out the knack is going to be on the show t- 
tomorrow or tonight. I think it was that day. I go, is there any way that Teddy can get us on the guest list? She has, she's got no one on the guest list but me. So yeah, we'll we'll put you down. <laughs> so we got to go and it was great. And this is a song uh, from the album that they're touring with called Zoom. The song is called Harder On You. You know it's gonna be hard on me feeling the way that Song. Yeah, they did a, and they played a short, the Donna's played a short set and the Knack played a really short set, but um, it was great. Yeah, I'm telling you this because I think you you will want to know this. Okay. The picture you have, the album art is very low quality on here for, for Zoom. For Zoom? Let me see it. It's all pixelated. See that? I'm gonna, you know why? Because I keep meaning to reload my Knack CDs in and that's when I'm going to change the album artwork. I, I just figured you'd want to know I that. do want to know that. You've ruined my day. No, you actually didn't ruin my day. You saved my day. Yeah, I don't like when I have bad, low-quality artwork no. in my iTunes. Amy, you have a very organized iTunes, from what I can see. Look how what organized you- she is today. Who she, look, she's brought notes and everything. Who's she more organized than? <laughs> Almost everyone, but <laughs> certainly Murray. <laughs> that joke never gets old. Murray. Except for Murray. <laughs> All right, you're up. What's going on? Um, number 44. I just saw these guys open for the Blasters, and I meant to bring the Blasters because I saw the Blasters open for the Go-Go's on the vacation tour. But for some reason, I forgot to put it down. But I did see this band open for the Blasters uh, February 20th of this year, and they're a local band from Sacramento, and they're called the Nickel Slots. And when mm-hmm. I told them I was going to be doing this podcast and what the topic was, they just started giving me CDs. And so I was able awesome. to ask them what song to play, and they wanted me to play this one. Thank you, Nickel Slots. <laughs> yeah. Well, the devil found me early on. He saw me in a crowd when no one seemed to notice. Though I screaming pretty loud, he took me to his hiding place. He quickly lit a match. He stopped the fire burning. Tell her what's no turning back. You can give your tunnel vision. Youth is here and now. Grab a shovel, try to make amends Well, I'm on the devil's chain gang I'm shackled to his leg Each shovel full of dirt berries One wickedness I've made From sunrise till sundown Each and every day I'm on the devil's chain gang And I'm shackled to his leg Pretty good. That is really good. I like yeah. that a lot. Excellent. Uh, I've got three I've got f- albums out and they're free. They're free? Oh, because they gave me two. They gave me one of them. I've only got four more on my list. Oh, God, I've got 27. Well, can you narrow it down to four more? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to go staying at the Universal Amphitheater. And this is, this show is, I'd never seen the band before. This is 2002, and I'd never seen Def Leppard. So I had to go. Mm -hmm. And the opener that night was a guy that was on our show, Ricky Warwick. Oh, the lead nice. singer from Black Star Riders. And I told Ricky on the show, I'm pretty sure I told him this, that I, he, was, he was opening for Def Leppard, just solo acoustic. 
I didn't know who Ricky Warwick is. And I told him 100%, I did not pay attention to you at all. <laughs> I didn't. I just, I was that, I was that, I was that audience member who was just like, I really, I want to see Def Leppard. Who's this guy? I just, and he was probably amazing. Yeah. So here's a song from around that time period. This is called Mysterioso by Ricky Warwick. Italian. <laughs> when we made out on the road To alcohol and Jesus She said I saw it belong to God But I belong to Elvis When every second has its price You can laugh tonight but you cry tomorrow Can't see what's going over the rise The love you find here Now that sounds totally different from what he does with Thin Lizzy and with Black Star Riders. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I like it. I like Ricky a lot. So uh, that's that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay, Forrest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I might go over and have a piece of chocolate. There. I know what chocolate is. Mm -hmm. What? Um, uh, okay, I'm going to start my apologies. Apologies to J.D. McPherson, who I saw open for the Mavericks, the Struts, who I saw open for Guns N' Roses, and Foo Fighters. Uh, apologies to uh, Julian Frampton, who opened for Peter Frampton. I don't know how he got that gig. <laughs> Um, pretty impressive. He must have auditioned. Rigorous process. Uh, and apologize to Lucy Silvis, Brad, Books, Brad Brooks, Johnny Burke, hardworking Americans, Van Williams. But I want to play number five. Uh, Carsey Blanton. I s kind of, I went to see her open for Mark Broussard, but uh, there were a series of events. I went to the show, but then had to leave before the show started. But I got her to sign my CD. So I didn't actually see her, but she's opening for a show I'm seeing in May. So it still applies. Her name is Carsey Blanton. The song is called Backbone. We all know men can be a delicate thing. He can be soft and sweet like sugar wrapped in buddy. And I don't mind your company, but if you want to make me sing, Keep in mind that I am not your mother Show me something I can rely on Or I would rather be alone You give your heart but I want to see your backbone Every time you talk to me very nice. Love that song. It's a really good video, too. You can find the video on YouTube. At a YouTube near you. <laughs> uh, the next artist I'm going to play. This is an artist that I was not really a fan of. Uh, but he was opening for Stevie Nicks at the Greek Theater. 
And I think we even arrived late because we didn't really, we had no interest in, in seeing this artist. But we did catch like the last five or six songs and he really won me over. And I'm like, oh, he's a lot different than I thought he was going to be. And the artist is Chris Isaac. Mm -hmm. So obviously Stevie Nicks also picks a, an artist she can follow. <laughs> uh, but no, so uh, he was touring with the greatest hits at the time and that had five new songs on it. And this is one of the new songs that he played. It's uh, Let's Have a Party. came to our live show with Sammy Hagar uh, three years ago, and he was a super nice guy. I'd love to have him on the show sometime. Mm -hmm. And uh, I do own all his music now. And there you go. I really like him. Are you a Chris Isaac fan? I used to know Chris. Oh, you're like a celebrity. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you knew, and then you met, you met Chris Isaac and you met Stanley today. Yes. I like Stanley. That's last name, Stanley oh. Isaac. <laughs> Chris wasn't nice when you met him? He's, he's really nice when you meet him. And then what? Then he, he... Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. He, he doesn't necessarily sustain that. Okay. Yeah. We met him in a different situation, so yeah. he was probably had his best uh, face on. Yeah. All right. I'm sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to play number eight, uh, Karen Rochelle. She opens for Garth Brooks, and she's in okay. his band. And, uh, Does she play bass? Is she a bass player, or is she a background singer? Singer. And uh, so, so she always plays with him, but she always opens for him okay. also. And the song is called Jezebel's. Well, I heard the news from Mary Lou, who lives just two doors down. And she says, when I go to work, that you've been coming round. Well, I understand you've been seeing my man, but honey, you won't be seeing him no more. Yeah, that's for sure. Get your biscuit eating ass off of my porch. Well, everybody knows that you get around. There's a hole in every town. All you traveling Jezebels and making fools out of yourselves. And you gon' pay for what you do. You take what don't belong to you. But there's a special place in hell for Jezebels. That's great. Biscuit eating ass. Yeah. Off it. my porch. Off my porch. I just love that line. It cracks me up. <laughs> All right. Let's jump for me. We're going to jump to June 23rd, 2007. I saw the police at Dodger Stadium. I've seen a couple of shows at Dodger Stadium. I do not recommend this. Not a good venue. I saw the police there. I saw Kiss there. I saw the Rolling Stones there. Only time I've ever seen the Stones. I saw Billy Joel there uh, 
last May, and that was actually good. He um, the sound was good, and he had gigantic screens. So stadiums in general, stadiums in general, are not the best. Even if you're up close, the stage is too high, and yeah. further back, it's just a way. Go. It's just a way to jam a lot of people in and only do one show in that city and get out of there. Yeah. So, but the police were on their reunion tour, and in Los Angeles, the Foo Fighters opened. And let me let me wait to hear this set list, Kyle. They came out and they played ten songs. They killed it. They were better than the police. They really were. They played, and it was still daylight when they played. Mm-hmm. They played, open with All My Life, My Hero, Times Like These, Generator, Learn to Fly, Breakout, Stacked Actors, Everlong, Monkey Wrench, and closed with Best of You. That's, that's a great that's, that's, a great that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So the song I have on my list is, what do I have on my list? Times Like Times These. Like these. Yeah, just great. I saw Lenny Kravitz open for um, Aerosmith, uh, and he he came out and played just twelve songs. And again, every single song was a hit. I mean, he just killed it. When I saw the police on that tour, you probably also had Fiction playing. Um, yeah, that was Sting's Sons, Sons Band, but we yeah. I, I think we missed them. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, it, it was like, how did they get the gig? It's oh, oh, once again, is it Julian Frampton? syndrome yeah. he was fine he was fine yeah okay um i keep going it's so hard to pick because some of them are so good so and you're gonna play one so i'm gonna bad. play one then you're gonna play one and then i have a play out song that has nothing to do with our topic okay um <laughs> i'm going to play number 19 because right. i love the song uh the sly digs opened for the who in uh may 20, 2016 and they were so good. My favorite, oh, I'll tell that after we hear this. I'll tell my who openings. sound like jet yeah they do sound like jet that's who i was trying to think who they sound like and they sound like jet good job kyle thanks good job kyle uh my uh when i saw first time i saw the who it was just like maybe five or six weeks after john entwistle um died Mm -hmm. and uh and at that time the who decided that they would do the tour because they had many people on the payroll that were depending on that tour not just pete and roger they don't need the money but they said john did John Probably, Entwistle yeah. did, yeah. John <laughs> Entwistle did. They would they toured a couple times just so John would have money. So Pete and Roger decided to soldier on. And so when we get to the venue that night, the Counting Crows are supposed to be the opening band. And when we get there, as we walk in, there's posters up that say, due to illness, 
the Counting Crows will not perform tonight. And I just thought to myself, one of the members of the Who died. And they're performing <laughs> tonight. Right. <laughs> so that better be the Adam. Si- that better be Adam because if yeah. it's guitar player number four or keyboard player number two, yeah, yeah, you play. So yeah. anyway. And I've told that story before. But the reason sometimes I tell a story on here more than once is because people find the show oh, and yeah. they've never hear- heard these stories. So mm-hmm. People might only like the Amy Lehman episode, so mm-hmm. they're not. Smart they've never people. heard that. Also, it's free. We'll tell you whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was. Uh, I think this was. Uh, wasn't this past December? So it must have been the December before this. Um, I saw a great double bill, and by the way, you've played a lot of amazing female artists um, today, which is great. And I've only played one female artist. It's going to be happening right now. But this was a double bill. This was one of those double bills where, like Cheap Trick Foreigner type thing. Mm-hmm. But this was Pretenders were opening for Stevie Nicks. So I'm going to play something from uh, one of my favorite vocalists, maybe my favorite vocalist, Chrissy Hind. This is from their new album, Alone, which I do not like. I only like three songs off of it because that guy from uh, Black, Black, Keys. Black Keys. Yeah, fucked it up. <laughs> Sounds like a Chrissy Hind singing a Black Keys album. I'm not a fan of Black Keys. But this song is called Alone. What am I going to do today? Walk to the newsstand Check out the war zone Check the list and see what's good on Oh, there's one I've been wanting to see Anyone here up for a movie? I am Nobody tells me I can Nobody tells me I shan't No one to say I just like the attitude of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Alone. That's one you like. That's one I like. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, I like that. I like when she says, uh, "No one, to, no one to tell me that I'm doing it wrong." Because I mean, uh, you know, as a as a as a as a spouse, I've said that to my wife before. Like, especially when it comes to loading the dishwasher, because she just <laughs> doesn't know how to do it. And this is one of our our arguments. Uh, you know, it's one of those arguments that you uh, I should just let go. Mm-hmm. That's not not really an argument, but. The, when I open the dishwasher, sometimes I'm just like, well, "What the hell happened to me?" <laughs> oh, at work, the dishwasher. Oh yeah, it's just. A, it looks like it looks like someone robbed the dishwasher. <laughs> like it's like like shit just strewn yeah. everywhere, like cups sitting up. Yeah, it, yeah. there's no yeah. way anything's getting like clean. like if you're if you're a mental patient like I am when it comes to the dishwasher, it, it just drives you crazy. I think some people think the dishwasher fills up completely with, with water, water, like a, like, like a washing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't get me started on work where people think that the dishwasher loads itself. Yeah. And they put their yep. cups and crap in the sink, yep. which is two feet away. Do they rinse them out at least? Sometimes no. Oh, I mean, you get that cake doing the thing. office smoothie. And I have to pour the coffees out at the end of the day and I go, oh, you left your cup in there and your dish in there. You must want hot coffee poured all over it because that's what I'm going to do because it's not my job to put it in the damn dishwasher. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. You should take those dish, those dishes that are left. You should just throw them in the trash, and then like <laughs> hey, there are no dishes after three weeks. It'd be like, where are all the dishes? <laughs> I've done that. <laughs> it's disgusting. Somebody leave their personal Tupperware in the sink mm-hmm. like all day. At the end of the day, I, awful. I, I've thrown it away. Probably the same person who uh, microwaved uh, fish and broccoli, <laughs> oatmeal, and then it goes all over the place, and they just leave it. Yeah, and oh cakes on, hard to yeah. get off. 
It's like mm. people are scum. Love them. Um, <laughs> if you take anything away today, people yeah, are scum. That's what I tell people all the time. If I can teach you one thing, it's that people suck. This is your last song. This is my last song. I know more apologies to Material Issue, who I saw open for The Pretenders and In Excess. Larry Gowan, who I saw open for Tears for Fears, and now he's with Sticks. Lawrence. I call him Lawrence Gowan. It says Larry Gowan on the bill or on the on He's the Lawrence now. Well, he's very good. He's grown up, and he's very well, good. Those album, the, the, the album. This is back in the back in uh, eighty five. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds very. He's very good with oh, he sticks. Is very good. He's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, and he's sticks. a showman. Oh yeah. my God, he really is. It was really weird because I'm like, I know I saw Tears for Fears, but who opened? And I did all this research and I'm like, Larry Gowan. And I looked him up and I was like, and I played him on iTunes. I was like, what? And I'm like, who is this? Oh shit, he's in sticks. I saw him like yep. three weeks ago. Yep. It was amazing. But um, Does he, is he still, you saw, is he still jumping off the, the oh, keyboard? Yeah. yeah. Because he was doing that 15... And, and it spins around and stuff. He was doing that 15 years ago, yeah. and I was like, he can't still be doing that because I think he's so, like 20 yeah. feet in the air, and he, he stands up on his keyboard and then jumps down to the stage. I mean, yeah, he's going to hurt himself, Larry. He was really, really good with sticks. I, do, I have no memory of him opening for Tears for Fears, mm-hmm. but I was looking it up. Bellowy Sum opened for Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Are you reading from like a document that you keep on your computer? Like, Do you log this all of a, the concerts? This is a picture of the tattoo on my back. <laughs> no, do you log no. all the con- concerts no. in an Excel doc? No. Okay, that's what it looks like you. Well, have. I was I uh, did this for the show. Okay, and okay. you know, just as I thought of things, I, was I, I would out. if you if you did it like every night after you saw a show, I wouldn't I would not hate that. <laughs> stars, little stars. Yeah, my friendship Chinnery does stuff like that. I put all the songs they played, and then I have a tally in another document of how many times they played that <laughs> when I've seen them. Oh God! I also have. Uh, Don't give I, me any ideas. I also have the times of how long. Like one time I saw them, and they they played the song for seven minutes, and another time they only played a four minute version. You're like, go. <laughs> but um, apologies to Ida Gentius, mm-hmm. who played with J.D. Souther, and uh, I'm. She was, she was pretty great. I had to get the CD on eBay from China. So wow. it was, yeah, it was crazy, but I really liked the song she did. Anyway, I'm going to play, I, I know I said apologies to them before, but I love the struts and I'm going to play the struts. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I saw them open for Guns N' Roses uh, in August of 2016 and the Foo Fighters in December of last year. And they're not going to be opening for too much longer because they're freaking amazing. People love the struts, they everyone tells so me. so good. And live, they're amazing. So awesome. I could listen to that all day. That's yeah. great. Yeah, and, that's a good deal. And they just got the one album out, but it was released in the UK first. And there's a couple of different songs on that ver- on that record, on on that CD. So I have them both, and they're just amazing. Hopefully, I have a new album coming out soon. 
Uh, so when they open for Guns N' Roses, they play at like 8.30 and then you wait till 2 a.m. for Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Actually, they're, they're pretty prompt now. I think Axel's meds are working. That's good. Yeah. I hope he, I, I don't know how I feel about him in ACDC now. Not, I don't know if that's going to continue. Axel DC? Axel DC. Yeah. They might mm. be done. Yeah. They should just retire or you bring Brian back. Didn't it? Didn't Brian come back and say, "Hey, I'm fixed. <laughs> yeah, I'm back now." So yeah, so I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they will. Maybe. But they did have that tour to finish, so they had to. You know. Well, I guess there's something to say about not disappointing the fans. All of the fans. All of the fans. <laughs> but yeah. Amy, where can we find you? Uh, first of all, thank you. Another mm-hmm. stellar episode. Thank you very much. Uh, with, uh, you know, if you're back later in the year, we'll have you on again. <laughs> oh, I, I, I will try to make. Right, I will try to arrange that. Um, I'd love to do that Goodwill hunting again. Yeah. Would you be up for that? Totally. All right, cool. Um, give me an uh, excuse to go to uh, Goodwill. Yes, that's where I'll go. <laughs> you're, you're on Twitter, but you don't really tweet. I tweeted one thing. I responded to Trump said something, and I said that must be really hard to do with your tiny hands, and that was my only thing I ever tweeted. So, <laughs> but you're on Facebook. What can people go and, and friend you on Facebook? No, you just want to rena- remain yeah. anonymous. Yeah, I unfriended everybody from work, and I don't need, they don't need to friend me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're leaving? All I right. can friend you on Facebook well, now. Well, you're very mysterioso. So, Ooh, Italian. Yeah. So, Kyle, you're at Kyle Dotson Funny. Sure. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Yep. We're at Rock Solid Show. You can go buy T-shirts now over at fluffycrate.com. There's four designs, mm-hmm. including an Iron Maiden inspired design and when i say inspired i mean it's the iron maiden font but it says rock solid yeah all right fluffy crate fluffy crate that's like two of those words put together yeah my favorite band Mm -hmm. they opened for a ranger uh, panther skinny puppy (laughs) white ranger um i'm gonna play out with a song there's nothing to do i'm sure this band opened for people band is mr big uh, they recently, their drummer uh, recently passed away from Parkinson's disease. And the reason I'm playing this is because I just read last night that uh, Mr. Big is coming back to the Canyon Club to play a, uh, a Pat Torpy, who was the drummer, a, a tribute show. Nice. So there's probably going to be guests and stuff stopping in for that. Uh, Pat also played with The Knack when I saw them open for uh, Alice Cooper. And uh, Kyle was there when we, we met him last mm-hmm. year, and he was uh, super sweet, super nice. And I would have never thought that he was going to he was shaky, but he didn't look like he was going to pass he this didn't, quickly. He didn't look ill. He didn't look ill. And then, and again, I've said this before, but he got in his car and drove himself home. So, I mean, Parkinson's must present it like he was shaky when he signed an autograph for me, but obviously he was able to drive. So I was just, it was just, uh, it was just sad, mm-hmm. sad that we just met this guy and saw, saw him and sad that he's passed. So I'm going to play a song, which I love. It's in my treadmills tunes. It makes me run uh, right off the treadmill. I run right off the treadmill. I run. <laughs> I run into a, the person in front of me. That's how fast I run when this song comes on. You're and, sharing a treadmill. Yeah, and okay. this song is called. Uh, this song's called Shine. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Quite 